You're listening to Two Girls, One Podcast, the show that's asked you to buy nothing for the last three years, mostly because we have no real sponsors. When you really look at it, it's not going well. Please send help. And now here are your hosts who haven't bought anything from Amazon in the last 14 minutes. Alison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Hello, everybody. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. If you've been listening for a while, you do know that Allie and I are performers. We had a live comedy show called Blogologues where we performed the internet using it as a script live on stage. And then we had a web series called Two Girls, One Show. You can find that on hoo ha We met people by an internet post, went on fun adventures with them. And now we're doing Two Girls, One Podcast with The Daily Dot. And in this podcast, we're interviewing people behind communities and phenomena on the internet that we find interesting we also have our producer, Matt, with us. Hi, Matt. Hey, I uh, just want to say one thing. Yes. You know that um, theater show you keep mentioning at the top of every episode? I know. Up to like 160? You know? Yeah, it's I just a little say, monotonous. Yep. It was a good show. <laughs> I saw it a bunch of times and it was good. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank so if you're you. ever in a time machine in New York City and heading back to 2012-ish... Mm-hmm. Then go see it. Oh God, don't remind me. Also, I know, so that how long, long it ago. Was. Also, you guys remember live theater when we could like go see stuff? That was cool. <laughs> I can't wait for it to come back. Really, I wasn't expecting to feel this fervor around the return of live theater, but especially being in New York City, I'm like, <laughs> mm, I can't wait. Just get here. I can't yeah. fucking wait. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to be in an audience. I can't wait to be on a stage. I can't wait to go to bars. I know I'm going to have a baby, but fuck it. <laughs> Jen, you strap that shit on. You put headphones on it. Noise canceling headphones. You're good to go. Yeah, good to go. Don't, don't, to the don't, don't pause your life. You can do whatever you want. Honestly, <laughs> until the kid starts walking, just strap it on. Bring it anywhere. I know. Strap-ons. <laughs> They're great. Strap-ons. They're family friendly. <laughs> can we can we create a line of baby carriers? Yeah. And call them strap-ons yes and just yes. straight face just be like hey yes no it's the there's strap-on so brand. many oh my god the commercial would be epic <laughs> the, the jingle would be strap on <laughs> strap up old school reference for yes anybody remembering you. infomercials from the 80s <laughs> yeah. i'm go yeah. i'm wrestling with the 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 the, the struggle between i want to go out to restaurants and movie theaters and bars and everything and i also don't ever want to put a fork in my mouth that's been in another person's mouth before I sat down. Well, because you put it like that, it's gross, all the things it's that gross. we do. I don't want to sleep in a hotel. Like, w- realizing how transmissible COVID is makes me realize how disgusting people are, and yeah, I never like want to be around them again. The fork sure. thing was always dicey, though. Have you ever looked at forks in your drawer that you thought were clean? Like, they're really- horrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look between now the imagine tongs. that in a restaurant. Up in my yeah. mouth. I don't want to talk yeah. about it. We have a happy episode today. All right, let's get to that. Okay, okay, that's true. What are we doing today, Allie? What are we doing? We are looking at the buy nothing movement. There is a network of Facebook groups popping up all over the world that links you with your neighbors so that you can buy nothing. 
And full disclosure, you are a member. I am. I'm a member of my local group, and I am really digging it so far. And I'd been a member for a couple months, didn't think anything of it with regards to our podcast. And then the admin of our group recently posted that there's like a million... Uh, I, I should probably look up these stats now, but there's like a million people participating worldwide. It's in like 25 countries, something like that. And I was like, you know what? This is a growing community that is fucking delightful and we should cover it. And then we can market our new strap on product <laughs> to our local community Brilliant. for the babies. But you can't make any money with that. That's just no. giving away stuff for free. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. I wanted to call back the strap on because I really enjoyed that <laughs> moment that we had, but it wasn't really just, fitting I, there. You know, I'm envisioning listen. you on Shark Tank. You're like, okay, it's a baby carrier. It's called the strap on and we give it away <laughs> for free. huh? And they're like, get the fuck out of here. Honestly, though, it's great. It's brilliant. So to be clear. Whoa, the- someone just walked out across the street in the craziest onesie I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> what is Penny- that? Speaking of neighbors, I need to go accost this neighbor. I don't know. Now, let's be clear. I'm not talking about pajamas. It's like this full-bodied romper, long sleeves, long pants. Wow. It's Male like, or female? Oh, my God. Female. It's got, like, flowers, and it's orange and green. It looks phenomenal. Honestly, wow. if I wasn't podcasting right now, I would have hopped onto my balcony and hollered at her. Wow. I'd have been like, hey, girl, hey, nice onesie. You look great. Woo! And then just come right back in. <laughs> she could like, probably what? hear you. <laughs> I hope so. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> but yeah. so but the Buy Nothing Project, I, I was a little confused about this when I started looking into it, but it's like a larger uh, thing, Buy Nothing Project, started by two women. But then all of these smaller groups are like neighborhood groups, right, that all exist on Facebook. Is that right? I think there's this, uh, you know, they started this idea and now – it consists of these hyper-local Facebook groups worldwide. Gotcha. Okay. And you and people will post shit and other people will be like, I need that shit. And like the first person to say it gets it and then they have to go pick it up. Is that how it works? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Fine. yeah, you can post anything you want to give away and you can, you know, when other people post, you can say, hey, I need that. Yeah. That's great. Maybe that onesie will get posted. Oh, my! there's no way she should ever part with that. <laughs> Can you put out a request for it? <laughs> Honestly, I need to ask her where the fuck she got it. It looks, you know, and it's just like, Go ahead. I hope Go she knows how incredible she looks. No, she's we'll probably already at the beach you. by now. Chase, she's already at the beach by now. Okay. You know? The beach. Because I live man. by the beach. What? Damn it. All right. I live there. Let's do some trivia. Speaking of buying things or not buying things, uh, lots of people bought a certain brand of punching bag from Costco in 2007. I didn't see that coming. I really didn't. They sell everything, man. Upon further investigation, Costco needed to immediately recall the bags and issue replacements or refunds to their customers. Why? I have three choices. A. When punched, the bags emitted an odorless gas that caused many customers to pass out when they inhaled it. B. The bags were filled with dirty underwear instead of sand. (laughs) Or C. A faulty spring lock on the bag's mount caused the bags to punch back, which injured 17 customers. (laughs) These are all ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> I'm going with 
see, like it kind of swung back at him. Right. Yeah. Cool. I don't know how that odorless gas thing would work, but that sounds more like uh, reasonable than underwear. So I'll go with A. A and C. We will find out the correct answer for the uh, faulty punching bags after this commercial break. Many, many thanks for not buying us nothing, but in fact, contributing to our Patreon at the $10 level or more. Thank you, Chris Harrison. Jerry Duran. Jessica Fox. Melissa Elliott. James Dozier. Deborah Dubapats. Kathy Phillips. William. <laughs> and Matthew Scott. Thank you so much. Instead of a buy nothing group, you gave us money. And you know what? We like that too. Even so. better. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. And now a real advertisement entitled An Assortment of Dentures from the number one website for dental industry side hustles, Craigslist.org. I'm a retired dental assistant and have this assortment of dentures that I have collected over the years. Thought they would make cool Christmas ornaments or great gifts. Free. First come, first serve. Do you think they knew that their dentures were being collected? Or, you know, what's the permission slip there? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because I wouldn't want them. To, I wouldn't want them taking my dentures if I knew they were going to keep them. But you're not using them. Any. These are obviously old I'm just and saying out of that, date. What's the consent situation what's here? What's the consent? Okay, so if the dentures were like no longer useful and they were removed and put into the garbage, is that fair game? Interesting. Uh, now you're victim blaming where it's like they need to properly <laughs> dispose of their dentures. Is that right? Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like it's their fault. But, you know, it is. It's their fault. You know, if you don't want someone fucking masturbating with your old dentures, okay, light them okay. on fire. You gotta properly melt them and reform them into something else. Otherwise, that's what they're being used for. Blow jobs. Right, guys. Let's get back to the trivia. <laughs> that like, actually was like I a little like too idea. much, and I feel bad for, like, all new listeners who came in thinking they were gonna hear, like, no, cheery they, fucking news about the buy-nothing They nothing know word. what they're getting. It's called Two Girls, One Podcast. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> melting down dentures and then you have like a, a coffee mug and you're like oh nice mug where'd you get that yeah i made it from my own dentures <laughs> used to be my dentures. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh what was wrong with the punching bags that were sold at costco in 2007 a uh when punched they emitted a gas that caused people to uh lose consciousness that was jen's choice B, the bags were filled with dirty underwear instead of sand that was uh, nobody's choice nobody picked that or c a faulty spring lock caused the bag to punch back, which knocked out a few uh, a few customers. Allie chose the punch back. Mm-hmm. Everyone's sticking. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be the underwear, and I can't wait to hear why. But let's let's go. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> the answer is it's the underwear. Oh, B. Oh <laughs> shit! I wish I could tell you why. Nobody fucking knows why. <laughs> <laughs> This is reported in uh, reported by the Consumerist and Fox News. Uh, a Cincinnati area family is trying to solve the mystery of how a hamper size bundle of dirty underwear happened to find its way oh into God. their brand new punching bag. Uh, this is a quote from, I guess, a, a customer. 
Uh, there were thongs, women's underwear, men's underwear, some used, bathing suits and bras, says Joe Heckel, who bought the bag for Christmas. We could not believe there were clothes inside instead of sand. I'm going to assume that it's like a Chinese factory and they're like, hey, we ran out of sand. Just stuff no. a bunch of other random shit in there. No, I just don't understand how that is possible. <laughs> I don't either. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Also, like, what part of the manufacturing process? Also, this, it's probably manufactured by machines, right? So what happened mm. that they were like, instead of sand, used underwear. <laughs> right. Not, no, not, not regular underwear. It's some fucking fetishist or something who was like, <laughs> I'm quitting and I'm going to light this place on fire as I leave. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, who knows Dirty why underwear. it got there, but it certainly makes you want to buy nothing, you know, ever again. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Girl, but speaking that was of great. buying nothing, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for our interview, everybody. Please welcome to the show the admin of the Santa Monica South Buy Nothing Facebook group, Marina Milosevic. Hi, Marina. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We're going to start big and just ask, what is a buy nothing group just generally? Of course. So for the people who don't know about them, um, it's a Facebook group and we are a person to person neighborhood gifting group. Uh, our groups are hyper local and uh, this is where your neighbors would post any goods or services they would like to give away. Uh, members can ask uh, for any services or goods they would like to receive or borrow. We don't limit to goods only. You can uh, give a gift of talent or skill, like teaching someone to knit or cook or play an instrument, for example. And um, we love to see posts of gratitude. <laughs> this is how community communities come together and people will often, you know, just say thank you and post a little, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful for this group. I received this and that and, um, you know, or so-and-so helped me and uh, such things. And it's wonderful to see. So is that, uh, so I'm not a member of a Buy Nothing group. I know Ali is, but is that common practice then that people would express that gratitude? It is. And it's encouraged, you know, and I will, as an admin, I will occasionally post, you know, let's show our gratitude or, you know, post your gratitude messages here and so on. Um, uh, it, it comes naturally. I, you know, what, the best thing about this whole project is to see how people join, I think, uh, initially for the free goods. <laughs> But then they stay for the community. You see people connecting and, um, you know, making sweet remarks or concerning remarks on someone's posts or funny remarks and so on. So it really builds community. It really does that. And I've been witnessing that for a few years now. And it's really wonderful. And do you know the size and scale of the Buy Nothing community? You know, how many groups are there? How many countries? You know, it has become really uh, a, a big project, actually. It's in at least 25 countries. You know, when you go onto the general Buy Nothing Project website, there is a tab that says find your group. And there are a lot of countries underneath it, each country, you know, by cities and then, uh, you know, smaller parts of the cities and so on. So it's it's really grown a lot. I do have some statistics that were posted by the project back in the beginning of 2020. It said that we have at least... 1.2 million participants in at least 25 countries <laughs> and at least 6,000 volunteers. That 
uh, number has grown. I think recently I saw that there are at least 10,000 volunteers now running these groups. And who started the Buy Nothing movement? And do you know sort of what the impetus was for that? Uh, yes, it was started by uh, Liesl Clark and Rebecca Rockefeller back in 2013. And I think from what I read, both of those ladies were involved in neighborhood gardening swap groups uh, and so on. And kind of the idea was born from there that, you know, just neighbors sharing the bounty with neighbors. Um, and their swap groups weren't, oh, you must bring something to take something. It was more like a potluck uh, setup where you bring whatever you bring and you take what you need to take and so on. So from there, uh, in 1913, as far as um, I understand, in, uh, uh, Buy Nothing Bainbridge was formed. And that's how it all started. Um, so it Seattle was the first city where the groups were formed. And the way the project works is you form a larger group. And then as it grows in numbers, uh, you might split the group in, in smaller areas. So it's more convenient for neighbors to go get the little gift, you know, so you're not driving across town. That's the history of it. And what's your story? How did you get involved? <laughs> uh, yes. So um, I found something written about the project in a book I was reading and I looked it up on Facebook and yes, there it was. There was one in my city and I joined and it was great. It was great. I was uh, thrilled to be in there. And uh, after I had no idea that the group split at a certain point. So when that time came and the admins at that time, you know, announced that this was happening, it was, a, you know, it was a little bit of a surprise to a lot of us. And, you know, it just became evident that the group was going to split. And uh, there weren't too many volunteers uh, who were living in my part of the city of Santa Monica. And, you know, I just I wanted to make sure that there is a group in this uh, part of town and so on. So me and two other members stepped up and we became admins of the new group that was formed after the split. And that's how I became an admin. <laughs> Which, just so listeners know, is my group. Thank you, Marina. <laughs> yes. yes. Happy to have you in there. That's what's up. <laughs> Wait, have um, you met? Have you met in person? No, we haven't met in person uh, yet. We have not. We have not. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, you know, hopefully when all of this craziness with Corona is over, we can have some group get togethers and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, also because be you really must fun. live like two blocks from me. <laughs> Probably. Um, can you just explain for our listeners a little bit about when a group decides to split? Uh, it is, uh, I think the project recommends when you reach 800 uh, members or so on, that it should split into smaller groups. Um, many admins wait a little bit longer. So I see most groups split when they're over a thousand or something like that. Um, you know, you announce it and then, you know, there's a little bit of uh, discussion about it and so on, because it's, it's a surprise to members. I mean, not everybody reads all the fine print. Right. Um, and I understand why, you know, why groups split. I also have some issues with that. <laughs> but um, it's a tough thing to do, I have to say. It's a lot of work on the parts of the admins. My issue with that is that, you know, you, you work so hard to build this community and people connect through Facebook. It, it is just an app, but they still connect. And then you, when you split the group in half, then you lose touch with some of those members. Uh, yes, people can friend each other, but you know, we, we just, 
we just want to connect through this gifting thing. So uh, it's uh, for me, it was a hard uh, change when our group split. I had mixed feelings about that. You know, when the groups are big, a lot of posts happen during the daytime and you don't see all of them or gifts are just given way too fast. And, um, you know, 20 or 30 people may ask for the same gift. Whereas when you have a smaller, calmer group, you know, you have time, you don't have to be, you know, scrolling all the time so you don't miss a gift or, you know, also it covers a smaller area. So you know that it's going to be within your immediate neighborhood. You don't have to go much further to pick up your gift. Those are some of the reasons that it's recommended for the groups to split. This is a evolving project and your recommendations and options have changed and options are available to admins how to handle a larger group. Splitting the group is not the only recommendation out there now. You can uh, cap the group, for example. So just say, okay, we have reached the limit and from now on a new group in the same territory should be started with new members, but you know, we are group A, you are group B, that kind of stuff. It's like you start to kind of like get familiar with some of the names in the community, you start to meet some people, but then at the same time, like, yeah, now when people post, I mean, I've only been a member, I moved to Santa Monica this past summer, and then I didn't find out about the group till maybe two or three months ago, joined and yeah, as you know, I'm, I'm into it, but it's true now that like if you post something there's immediately like 30 comments yes yes we gotta split marina we gotta split (laughs) (laughs) the toughest thing is to uh encourage people not to give something away right away um you know and it's uh you know most of us when you've decided to let go of something you just want it out of your house and i understand that but at the same time since we are also trying to build a community not just pass on all things i encourage that people hang on to that gift for just an extra day or two and then select from everybody who had a chance to see that gift and ask for it if they if they wanted it not everybody can be on facebook all day long so you know we don't want to discriminate against people who have more demanding careers or more demanding family life and just cannot be there constantly scrolling. You know, though, I gotta say, I don't know the criteria for giving stuff away. So when I've given stuff away so far, it's kind of a random selection because people just comment kind of the same thing. Most people, if they're giving it some time, most people uh, will do a random draw. uh, Or I used to just read out names and ask my daughter to pick one <laughs> you know okay. you can you can get creative with this you can yeah, also i have just been doing the first person who comments because i feel like first come first serve but now you're making me rethink my strategy for that reason you know some some of us can be on our computers and on facebook throughout the day and other people can't mm-hmm. um so i feel like it's no fun for them you know when i look at the statistics of our group yes we have over 1100 members but they don't all participate. I can see the percentages of participation and it's maybe a little bit more than half. Mm -hmm. So that means that half of the group is really not in there. I mean, they're there, but for whatever reason, maybe they moved or, you know, they're just, you know, kind of looking. 
Some people are shy sometimes, <laughs> you know. It yeah. took me a while when I was a first member. Yes, I would say, oh, I would like to be considered for a gift. But it took me a really long time to actually post and ask. Uh, what that is, is making your own post within the group saying, hey, I'm in need of this and this. Does anybody have it before I head out there to the marketplace? Um, so, you know, we're so conditioned to pay for everything that we receive that you kind of have a little bit of a this feeling it's like okay am i asking for too many things and i'm just getting this for free you don't want anything in return you know it takes a little bit of getting used to i'm curious to know just a little bit more about the ethos of the group so is it sort of like an anti-waste movement is it i know you mentioned community is so central to it as well but like what does it sort of hinge on it is a combination of things. You know, it starts off as a gifting group and people, um, you know, giving away items they no longer need and giving them, passing them on to their neighbors, which uh, definitely reduces waste. Where before, if you didn't need an item, you might, if you think it's valuable, you might donate it. If you have questions or don't have time, you might just take it out there, leave it in the alley. This way, it really gives uh, a lot of people an opportunity to reuse that item and save it from the uh, landfill. So all of those things together, actually, are the goal of the group. Have you seen a spike in membership during quarantine? Yes. But also, you know, once a group reaches a certain size, then members invite more members. So that kind of happens naturally, but definitely a spike during this year. You know, a lot of people at home have reduced hours or not working. So yes, or are in need. One of the adjustments that I made to our group is to allow posts of community resources. Since we're Originally, we're supposed to be a person-to-person -person gifting group. So we don't share um, links to charitable organizations and so on. You know, those can be found uh, elsewhere. But in this particular time, you know, a lot of people may experience food insecurity or just, you know, economic hardships. So it is good to allow members, if they came upon a resource that others can use, it is good to allow them to share that. So, you know, we have sort of broadened, you know, our mission a little, if you will. <laughs> mm -hmm. Great. So I'm, I'm sure you've seen a lot happen over time on this page. What are some of the best exchanges that you've seen of physical items? Oh my goodness. People give away such things that, um, you know, I'm hard to pinpoint just a few, Okay, <laughs> but I've seen, you know, like bunk beds, an entire room full of children's furniture being gifted. Wow. Absolutely. I mean, big uh, bicycles, bicycles uh, being offered in the group, you know, little things like dishes and so on. That's very common, like kitchen and children's toys and clothing and so on. What's the weirdest thing anyone's ever posted? weirdest thing let me see has there been anything where you're like don't don't post that what are you doing <laughs> i have to tell you i have a little bit of a personal story about that because you sometimes you think will anybody ever really use this and then <laughs> you're surprised to see five or six people or even more ask for it you know i broke a tupperware dish and i had just the top like the plastic top left to it and i thought should i just recycle this and i'm like well 
you know, let me post it just in case, you know, and oh my goodness, all these people chimed in and they're like, oh, someone went to a potluck dinner and theirs got swiped. Another person lost their top in the move. You know, I forget what the stories were, but I was shocked. I was like, oh my goodness, now I have to choose someone to get this top. <laughs> so, you know, such things. Yeah. And, you know, I love the funny posts. Um, you know, there was someone who was gifting a, a nightstand, uh, just one. So that became a, uh, you know, you're gifting a, a one nightstand. <laughs> 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 so we had some fun with that, of course. You know? <laughs> uh, and then recently we had someone uh, gift just before Christmas, they made a drawing in the on the street, like a chalk drawing, which was really large that you can go. It's not a very busy street, so, but you can go take a photo on that, like sit on part of the drawing or candy canes and cupcakes and so on. And she just said, you know, I'm just giving a little bit of joy to the group. And here's this chalk drawing that I made. And here it is. And it's wonderful for photos. So I thought that was so creative. Like what mm -hmm. a beautiful gift, you know, mm -hmm. not everything has to be a tangible item. Yeah. And what are the most annoying questions you get? <laughs> like how many times a day does someone ask you if they can post something for sale? <laughs> uh, the uh, the sale thing does creep in not as not so much to post for sale, um, but people when somebody posts an ask, for example, saying, "Oh, I'm in need of this. Does anybody have it?" And then I see people responding, "Well, you can buy it cheaply over there." It just I just kind of go, "Oh no, take a breath, step away from the keyboard, don't do that, please," <laughs> because. <laughs> Um, because that's not what the group is about. We all know that we can buy things cheaply. I don't know anybody who's not aware of a 99 cent store. Uh, the point is not to buy so much, you know, especially little things that you're just going to end up throwing it away. I mean, some someone has that thing sitting in their junk drawer in, in their garage. That's the point, you know, mm -hmm. so that we help each other and reduce the waste, um, you know, save each other some money. I mean, all of those things. So and also, you know, when as a third member coming into that exchange, you know, you see someone asking and you see someone saying, oh, well, you can get it here cheaply. And then you kind of go, oh, OK, I guess it's been taken care of. So you don't bother to maybe try to help. And also, you know, if, I, if it's a new member and I encourage, encourage them to make an ask. So they're in a group called Buy Nothing. They've made an ask and the first answer they get is like, go there and buy it cheaply. So that is the part that drives me crazy personally. Mm -hmm. Have you dealt with any neighborhood complaints? No, not really. Great, great. Not okay. really. They're what all complaining about you, Allie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she can't reveal publicly. It's all about the swamp bitch on there. No, not really. It's just sometimes, you know, someone might, might say, oh, so-and-so was supposed to come pick something up, but they never showed. They didn't let me know and so on. So, but these are things that, you know, it's life. It happens. And, you know, I, I post reminders about being respectful of each other's time, you know, um, I might get a complaint that someone offered a gift but didn't really describe it well. So when you got there, you either got something that was expired or a piece of clothing that was missing things. Uh, you like, you really need to know that information before you choose to ask for that item. So we just encourage that and, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. But these are very minor things that will just come up when you have a lot of people interacting. It's really funny, though, because I feel like these buy nothing groups are kind of what next door is supposed to be like next door is supposed to be this like friendly place where you can like, meet all your neighbors. Um, but next door is is um, 
kind of overwhelming and negative and and like hilariously negative sometimes. So, uh, yes. but why do why do you think that the buy nothing group actually ends up creating such camaraderie, whereas next door ends up breeding a bunch of Karens? I think you you on next door we're allowed to mix and match any topic whatsoever, mm-hmm. and especially these days, and we, we're all aware how much negativity is out there and how fast people are to react in a mean way to another's comment, you know, without taking into the account that this is written word and sometimes you can misunderstand or it sounds more stern than it actually was, and um, or it's just so impersonal, it's just some name out there, and you you know you type a snarky remark or so on, where in our group, we actually interact with each other. And, you know, due to Corona, we may not be meeting, you know, we might be doing more porch pickups and so on. So you're not actually meeting the person, but you have exchanged uh, a conversation in private messages saying, Hey, I'll be there at such and such time. What's your address? And, you know, maybe that person helps you find their house, you know, describing a little bit more. And, you know, you pick up the item and, you know, you say, thank you. It's just, Oh, I just picked it up. Thank you so much. And they're like, Oh, you were so welcome enjoy it please let me know if you need any help with it you know if you know people have given way like kombucha starters and sourdough Mm -hmm. bread starters and so on so we would share a recipe so you have interacted with the person i think it makes you less likely to be mean an asshole yeah (laughs) yeah it's like hyper local right it's because it's next door it can be a very wide area like next door santa monica i don't i don't know but i think it's all of santa monica but um i think so you know i'm in like sunset park area so on but i do see all of santa monica you do choose which area you're in and it shows up when you're commenting. I haven't Wait, been on so next door in a splinters, while. Wait, so if it splinters, are you not going to be my admin anymore? <laughs> depends where you live and depends if we splinter. <laughs> depends where the borderline is. Yeah. And pre-COVID, were there meetups that were organized through the group? Uh, there were. Actually, I don't know if we as uh, just the South group had one, but before when all of Santa Monica was one group, we did have uh, these... Um, these meetups would be called uh, junk in the trunk, for example. <laughs> so, so, uh, so what it is, it's like a free flea market of sorts, you know, find a parking lot, everybody drives in with their cars and sets up their little goodies right there. And then everybody just mingles and roams around. If you see something you like, you take it. Um, otherwise, we're just standing around talking to people and, you know, or looking around ourselves if there's anything that we need or, you know, the danger of these things is like you go there because you think you're going to get rid of stuff and then you end up coming back yes. with just enough, the same amount of stuff, yeah. just different. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, I miss meeting people. Me too. Yes, we all do. My goodness, we all do. I don't. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. So I don't know if there are any stats on this, but do you have any idea about about the uh, environmental impact that these groups are having, you know, how much they're saving from the landfills. I don't know if that's been quantified at all. Not in exact numbers. I really wouldn't know, but I Mm. I can't believe that we do not have an impact. You know, I mean, if we're in 25 countries and there's, uh, you know, over a million people participating, you know, finding uh, new places for their things to go uh, and not the landfill, I'm pretty sure we're making an impact. 
I'm curious how this kind of overlaps with the sharing economy or maybe not at all. Like, do people ever post like, hey, I've got this thing anyone can borrow if they want? Because sometimes there's like big things that I need for a project, you know? Yes, that is very encouraged to for you to ask for that. We used to have a document that was, you know, where everybody can list items that they have that they could share, like lawnmowers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, things like that. Then the group updated and their document got lost. Um, I should mm-hmm. maybe look into starting a, a new one. But in general, you know, in general, it serves the same purpose. Like if you have something that you can lend, you can post it and just say, mm-hmm. hey, if anybody needs a fruit picker, I have one, you know, because you need that. I, I I just recently asked a member if I can borrow theirs because a neighbor has a tree and she offered, you know, to let me pick some oranges that are high up, but I need a fruit picker. I'm not going to buy it. I don't have an orange tree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not picking mm-hmm. this, you know, so for this one, uh, you know, or twice a year event where I need to pick some fruit that's way high up in a tree, it makes a lot more sense to borrow the item versus going out there and buying it. I just love it that it's the gig economy for stuff of like, right? I don't need to I don't need to hire this person all the time. I just need one person to hang a picture frame or whatever. And, and it's the same mentality here. And the only way this is possible is through uh, a network like like this, the, exactly. the internet of Facebook. And it's exactly. amazing. It's a, good, it's a great time. Yeah. But we got to train people to stop just buying new stuff from Amazon and, and yeah. push them toward this mentality. It's, yes. it's, a, it's a mental shift towards yeah. this way of life, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's so easy to make a purchase. You need three clicks. If you've saved your right. credit card, you've picked it, you've added, you know, you even have an instant buy and click, it's there, right? Without thinking. Well, this is just as easy. Pretty much, you know, mm-hmm. if you if you give it a day or two, just post an ask. I mean, not not every ask is fulfilled and not everything that is given finds a new owner. But most of the things do. I would say 90 percent of the time we manage to help each other. Are there any ways to set alerts or notifications of like, I'm in the market for, you know, a toaster oven. And so will I, can I get notified as soon as someone mentions that keyword is I don't use Facebook groups that often. The way they would work, you, someone, for example, you would make that comment and say, Hey, I need a toaster oven. Mine, mine just broke. So, Mm -hmm. uh, if someone comments on your post, you should receive a notification. So it's really just about making the ask and then you'll get the notification. I think that's a cool idea, but like, I don't think Facebook has that functionality. Right. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. It doesn't, you know, I mean, you have to uh, look at your Facebook settings and make sure that you're getting notifications for the group. For Mm -hmm. example, I I would use it, you know, I would say, this is the group that I want to see first. I think you have... 10 groups that you can select to see first, you know, and be notified, you know, and then it asks you, do you want to see a notification of every single post in this particular mm-hmm. group or just the highlights or however? So it's also, but once you're within the group, before you make your ask, you can also use the search field to type in the item that you're looking yep. for. Okay. Uh, that, makes sense. that being said, not everybody types what they're giving. They just, because you're it's a visual group, right? So, you know, they may just post a photo and say, hey, this is up for grabs. Well, you know, if you're searching, you know, for a toaster, it's a picture of a toaster, it's not going to come up unless they said, hey, I have this toaster and I want to give it away. So that's a pro tip. If you're trying to get rid of something, put those keywords in there. It is good to actually type what it is, even though we can all see, you know, and also it's inclusive of people who uh, may have disabilities and are using uh, a reader, you know, to to read Mm. what's being posted. 
So as we wrap today, Marina, what are the goals for the movement? Like, do you think it's going to reach a point where the groups are almost on a block by block kind of basis or, you know, just any (laughs) ideas on where you see it headed? You know, if everybody on the blog participated, then yes, for sure, because there will be, you know, in the city of Santa Monica, I, I don't know exactly how many people have living in the whole city, but it will, it will be a really large number. So if everybody is participating or a lot more people are participating, the groups would get smaller. Yes. So I think the goal is, you know, I've, I've, I've seen this project uh, shift and morph and adjust and update and, you know, all these wonderful things, you know, change is hard sometimes. So we all, you know, adjusting to a new way of doing things can sometimes be tricky. Uh, but overall, I think all the changes have been good. And, uh, one of the changes that I see recently is they give admins a little bit more allowance and, uh, in decision-making, um, actually a lot more in how they want to lead their group. For example, when I mentioned that I now allow for people to post community resources, um, that is something that was discouraged before because the goal was for us to be a person-to-person gifting group versus, hey, go over there and get your you know, bag of groceries. It's just more a person saying, hey, it's been a tough month. Anybody have some extra food they're not going to use before it expires? And then people chiming in and saying, oh my goodness, what do you need here? You know? just coming in to help their neighbor. So I see that uh, as a change. The original ideas that the founders had and so on, they're, they're all great. But when you put them into practice, some work better and some don't. And also it depends on your community and who knows their community better than people who are leading these groups or who are participating in these groups. Well, thank you so much, Marina, for taking some time to be with us today and giving us an overview of the group. If people wanted to find their own local group, what, where's the best place for them to go? It would be to go to the uh, um, webpage, uh, Buy Nothing Project, just like that, buynothingproject.com. Uh, and right there, one of the first tabs will uh, give you an option that says, find your group. And from there, you would choose your country, you would choose your city, and then look around and see, you know, um, especially in Los Angeles area, we have so many groups, so, so many, almost, almost all of Los Angeles is covered. Wow. Um, heading east, there are some dead zones, <laughs> but hopefully uh, people will, you know, raise their hands and the groups will pop up. So that's how you would go about finding your group. And for example, I get a lot of uh, members trying to join and they give their approximate location. And, you know, I will say, hey, hey, so we are not a group for you, but this this group is your group. This is where you should join. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for being the admin of my group. (laughs) Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. I have been enjoying it very much. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Woo. Woo. Uh, Yeah, really, it hits home how someone's trash can be somebody else's treasure. I know Mm -hmm. we all know that deep in our hearts, but like, I don't remember that often enough. Um, and the, I should totally join this. I know I'm guilty of saying I'm always going to do stuff, but I should. But Allie, I know you sort of like side messaged me that you had a story about a social hang that you did with somebody after like a gift exchange. So oh, it's not actually a good story, but we had, okay. you know, we were planning to ask like how much this translates to real life, but 
Well, I met I met this guy at a Passover dinner like five years ago in New York, and then I ran into him here at a different dinner party with friends pre-COVID, and then I fostered a puppy for two weeks, which I don't even think we <laughs> – Oh, we did talk about it on the podcast because I talked about how I can't handle children. But (laughs) (laughs) Jamula's pregnant. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we we wrote on the Buy Nothing group because we only had this dog for two weeks. We didn't want to get all this dog stuff, right? And then just, you know, we live in an apartment. What are we going to do with it? So we posted and said, does anyone have a dog crate that we can borrow for two weeks? Yeah. And this same guy chimed in and I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like we've overlapped with friends in New York, friends in LA, and it turns out you're my neighbor. So wow. we went and we got the dog crate from him and he he literally, especially in LA land where things are so far apart, he's on my block. Oh my so God. now we've been, he's learning piano and I, as y'all know, for like a year and a half, talk on and off about learning ukulele. <laughs> so now we've gotten together twice and he, we try to stumble through songs together and he's on piano and I'm on ukulele. So that's my buy nothing group success story. But that is that's but a crazy good story. You're yeah. starting a band with people in your neighborhood. Are Not you gonna be called all. the Midnight <laughs> Specials? Wait, wait, the blue yes. light specials. Blue light specials already taken sorry, by Matthew is, uh, previous taken. episode. That's taken. Thank you. But uh, the other band. success story is that I have given a lot of stuff away that I otherwise would have thrown out as I think you guys know I mean, I guess I'm a little ashamed to admit that it like took California burning for me to really go like hardcore on it. I mean, I don't think I, I like to think I've always been okay with environmental stuff, but like when California started burning, I was like, fuck. So <laughs> like, it's part of my whole <laughs> plan to reduce my waste as much as possible. I'm trying to get rid of all plastics, as you know, yada, yada, yada. So um, anything I'm that I don't want now, I, I post there and it's like immediately, you know, 10 people comment. Uh, Marina's awesome, but I am kind of feeling like it needs to splinter our groups i, I just tell checked you were into that yeah yeah 1100's a lot yeah 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 and uh yeah things disappear like immediately there's like 20 comments but um but it I, depends I see if you're point, selling it's like if you're you know, getting rid of stuff it's awesome to have a big group but if you're trying yeah, to get there stuff times, like i kind of want <laughs> this is so basic bitchy but like i kind of want some new throw pillows for our couch and someone uh-huh. posted these throw pillows and i was like oh my god that's like exactly what i had in mind <laughs> so i wrote immediately but like so did 30 other people and i didn't right, get the freaking yeah. throw pillows you know yeah but also um a friend of mine her christmas got canceled because of covid and so i posted on the group and said this here Jewess wants to run around collecting Christmas shit to just like surprise my friend. Like anything you have, I'm going to take it. Because I was like, that'll be fun to just collect like random ass like ornaments and elves on a shelf or whatever, you know. So I posted in the Buy Nothing group being like, if you have extra Christmas stuff that you don't want anymore, this little Jewess is going to come bike by and pick it up. And that's what I did. 500 so it's people been... were like, take my shit. No, actually, no, only one. Really interesting. But you know what? I think I kind of missed the boat and a lot of people had already been giving away Christmas stuff for the past couple weeks, you know, so those are my personal success stories with Buy Nothing and I really do encourage everyone to go check theirs out because like what you were saying too, Matt, like we're so quick to just click and buy more shit off Amazon, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when it might be literally a five minute walk, which also in quarantine times just gets you out of the house. Like sometimes I do it just it's like, yeah, I could bike over and pick this shit up. 
it's too marina said it it's too easy to buy things new and this is all connected just so deeply to our like hyper capitalist consumption culture and we any little way to break out of that is is a positive thing and like the, your stuff the the things that you've been saying about the environmental changes that you're making I think about them a lot and I try to do a little bit here and there uh in our household but and I think this came up in in a discussion in our discord maybe a little bit too I am constantly angered by the onus being put on the consumer and Christmas really hammered this home because like you know you get your you get we got presents for the kids and you look and then you just look at all the fucking packaging and it's like if we just had laws that said you know the packaging on a toy cannot be more than you know, 20% of the size of the toy or whatever, some right. sort of regulation like it needs to fucking be compostable. Like there's yeah, you right, exactly. it is so hard to avoid plastic. It's crazy. Right. And then you see on the internet and on, on Reddit or whatever of like, Oh, here's a documentary that reminds us that recycling programs are a fucking lie. Like they just throw it in the landfill because they don't actually recycle anything. And it's like, you can't even as the consumer you can't you are powerless because the 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 laws and the companies are not not doing their fair share it's uh it's frustrating which is why these groups are tremendous oh that recycling comment made me want to go kill myself Uh, right right Uh, i know because you think you're doing good i've like kind of heard rumors about that Uh, and like my compost do you think they're just like putting my compost in the landfill well compost (laughs) is i mean compost is compost but like you you, you do because like in l in california a lot of california there's like the green bin and you're just putting your food waste in there but you're not doing the whole compost process i think that's easy to handle what what i have seen and i think you know we have to investigate some some reputation reporting on this but it's like you do your best to say this is garbage landfill and oh here's plastic here's glass it's something like there is no value in there's no economic value or incentive in recycling plastic so and one of the things i've heard is like okay well when um you know less fortunate people are rummaging through uh recycling bins what are they taking they're taking glass and they're taking aluminum because there is money to be made from those materials nobody takes plastic why because it's valueless and there's no monetizable system in place to recycle these things. So a large percent of it, uh, percentage of it just goes in the trash anyway. And that sucks because you did the work as the consumer, you separated, you cleaned and yet nothing. Yep. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> Matt, you're usually the fucking optimist. I like know. what is happening? Are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? We can do better. We can fix this. It's not it's not unfixable. It's very simple. Make fucking laws that fix this. But there's just no incentive in at least in our country to to fix anything, clearly. Well, uh <laughs> <laughs> If you have any tips on how to fix the world, you can tweet at me. I'm at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. <laughs> I'm at June Bugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. You can email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can text or leave us a voicemail. That phone number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. Yay! Hi, Allie and Jen. Um, I'm a little late to the party. I just listened to both the 4chan episode and the review episode. Um, and I just wanted to kind of put my two cents in. I don't really care if this gets aired. I would prefer not to have my personal info out because I have been doxxed by 4chan before. Um, when I was 13 years old, 
which was nine years ago. So what happened was a 4chan user, while I never used it, he uh, found me on another website, I believe Facebook. And because I was a stupid 13-year-old, I believed him when he said that he had hacked into my computer and had made a picture of me. And so I ended up sending him more because he used it as blackmail. And eventually, he ended up posting those pictures on 4chan along with my cell phone number when I was 13 years old. So I kind of have a hard time believing what he said about, you know, people on 4chan caring about kids because they really did not care about kids nine years ago on that website. And I dug through that website trying to get a, pic a picture taken down only to find more and more pictures of, you know, young preteen girls Holy with braces shit. and, like, bikinis and school uniforms and calling them fake <laughs> and a bunch of other disgusting things and a lot of really hateful things towards women. So I really don't think there's a redeemable side of 4chan. That's my two cents. Uh, <laughs> love this show. I think you guys did great. I mean, you really walked into it not knowing anything, so I, you can't really be blamed for it. But, I mean, it's exactly what I would expect a 4chan user would say to make it sound like a good place. Bye. Oh, Matt, that was like super depressing. Like we just had this yeah. like lovely episode, and then you were like, "Boom, recycling is a lie." Also, <laughs> child pornography. You're welcome. That's the one-two punch. Wow, Jesus it really Christ. was. I know, man. <laughs> that <laughs> reminded me of that uh, daily episode, or I think it was a two-parter a while ago about child porn just being and child abuse just being like fucking rampant on the internet. Because mm -hmm. that's yeah. like. That's not even a little bit disturbing. That was yeah. big. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Well, we're way really, to bring it down. Yeah, we're you really sorry to hear about that. But thank you for calling us. As always, we always do want to yeah, hear no, from you. Yeah, I'm blaming Matt for airing it, but I yeah. love that you called us, listener. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, seriously. I'm sharing something very, very personal, very, and we yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. always helpful yeah. context. No, yeah. it's true. And I think I think a lot of dudes, like even like well intentioned dudes, like don't understand like how fucked up the world is for women. So mm -hmm. it's good to kind of shed some light on that, Jim. Yeah. So Anywho, help your neighbors. What? Text us or leave <laughs> us a voicemail. Uh you can also join our Discord server, discord.gg slash two G one P. Listeners of the show are there. We are there. Sometimes guests are there. It is a place to congregate. So it's completely free, really easy to use discord.gg slash 2g1p and Ali, if they would like to contribute, how do they do it? Oh my god, please do. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. If you've been listening to this for any amount of time, we really, really appreciate your patronage. Uh, you can donate at different levels, you'll get different perks, even if you just give a dollar a month. Um, those dollars add up to more dollars, as I have said before. So please, please check it out. And thank you so much. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg, then posted on Facebook for free to anyone who will pick up. I mean, produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. <laughs> The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. I'm, uh, what does Ned Flanders sound like? Hey, hoodly, 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 hoodly.